0: Now the serpent was more crafty than any other wild animal that the Lord had made, he said to the woman, Did God say you shall not eat from any tree in the garden? The woman said to the serpent, We may eat from the fruits of the garden, but God said you shall not eat of the fruit of the tree that is in the middle of the garden, nor shall you touch it or you shall die. But the serpent said to the woman, You will not die, for God knows when you eat of it,
1: your eyes will be open, and you'll be like God, knowing of good and evil.
0: I'm Alexander. And I'm Diogenes. And now, introducing a believer, Simon the Catholic. And you're listening to Atheists Read the Bible. Get ready for a spiritual journey as two godless atheists read the Bible from cover to cover. Will they learn to love Jesus, or will they continue to forfeit their souls to Satan? Find out what happens when the Bible stops being polite and starts getting weird. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and made loincloths for themselves. They heard the sound of Lord God walking in will the garden. Do you want to talk about any of that? You just want to keep <laughs> plowing through? Uh, yeah, yeah, we should talk about what? What? Why? Why, why any what? of that? Well, okay, so why is it nudity? And why is it, why is it wrong to be naked?
1: So I guess you could look at this whole thing, right? Like, this is humans emerging from the the base animal nature and finding intelligence i mean the knowledge of good and evil is an intelligent act because right. you know animals in general are more reactive they don't have necessarily have
0: intention but if it's about clothing shouldn't it be knowledge of hot and cold and insulation and uh... so
1: i i i came across this interesting thing today that that does apply here it was very specifically talking about uh the Baphomet. And for our readers who don't readers,
0: listeners, it's <laughs> <laughs> a visual media, media podcast, like visual media.
1: Everybody was with me until I stopped. <laughs> um the the Baphomet is this uh image that has is you know flo- floats around in media. This goat-headed, big-breasted uh Satan basically. Well, I mean it's associated with that but there's a lot of things that are attributed to Satan that are not Satan. It seems like anything with that has a goat is uh in the Christian view of things is Satan. Um whoa loud go Well
2: that goat came the goat imagery came from uh Pan, didn't it?
1: It did, yes.
2: Yeah, so that and that came later.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um yeah, the uh as Christianity took over it it tried to um forcibly convert people by taking the things that they held dear and telling them that uh, it was evil. Um but the pieces they wanted to cherry pick they made saints.
0: Do you know you know the name Joel? Like Billy Joel? Yes, like Billy Joel. Sure. So you know what the word Joel means? Superman's dad, Joel. Remember how we were talking about like how there's like you, the god is <laughs> Yahweh, and he's Elohim, and there's the parallel with El being the head of the, uh, the Mesopotamian pantheon, and Elohim actually being a plural word that in Ugaritic could mean children of El. Uh, the word, the name Joel means God is God, or uh, Yahweh is El. Mm. It's kind of interesting, right? Cuz there must have been at some point in the history of God as we know him an identification between El and Yahweh cuz there's no evidence that they were uh they were worshiped separately by the Israelites. They were worshiped as the the same thing.
1: But I think we're of setting a precedent here that you know, um Judaism is like at least a third or fourth generation religion. You know, you have these stories that are being passed down from Babylon and from uh, Mesopotamia and um, Phoenicia. Um, And it it seems like these stories are tropes and, you know, cultural tropes that just have a a slightly new spin.
0: Um, They have a uh, different agenda, like... um like the idea is to set up Yahweh as the new head of the, he's the only God, you know, right?
1: With now that we've gone on this long junk junket, now we have a snake that seems to come out of thin air. Um,
0: yo, when does God create? Well, I think he was snake? just living there, right, but... with all the other living beings, right? The swarms of yeah. things.
2: Um, wh- one thing that I. From my Catholic background, that I find interesting is that when it, we went to like CCD, like Catholic education, as kids, like we were told these stories and stuff. And I don't know if like it's because we were children that they didn't fully explain it, or that like even the CCD teachers weren't educated enough because they're just members of the you know the community. They're they're not like trained teachers.
1: There's no credentials um, that they need. No, to, no I don't religious... think there's no religious.
2: Any, creden- any volu- parent who volunteers could be a CCD teacher.
1: So what you're um, saying is we could volunteer as CCD Absolutely,
2: teachers. probably. Oh, that would well, be amazing. I think you'd probably have to be Catholic with a kid in the school. But um,
0: like, could we pretend to be Catholic? Probably. We could play the long game.
2: I also went to Catholic high school, where like. I took four years of theology, which was basically the first year was reading the old Testament. Um, and when we read Genesis, um, they explained to us that this is didactic fiction. And I was like, and everyone in the class was like, wait a bit, what? Huh. <laughs> You're telling us that this is like, not no. to read it, not to read it literally as Catholics. And I was like, why didn't anyone have tell us this before?
1: That, I mean, that that's strange that they're... So, I mean, what's the Catholic line then? That it's not fiat from God? Like, there's some leeway in...
2: That it, that it was um, written to teach... Like, it's, it's fiction that's uh, written to teach a lesson, not necessarily to be taken literally.
1: And who wrote it? Was it God or was it man? Like... Where, where, where do the Catholics... I think
2: they, they still believe that it, it's the word of God, but it was written down by man.
0: Divine inspiration. Like ghost? Exactly like ghost, <laughs> actually, yes. The holy, holy ghost. To be exact.
1: How did he get that job? That's got
0: to be a pretty good job.
1: Patrick Swayze coming down from on high, writing books for people.
0: Yeah, and why did why do Catholics have to make monotheism so confusing? Why can't you guys just stick with one thing? Cultural appropriation, man. You mean the uh, the, the Trinity? Uh yes. Yes. Okay. Just a question I... did we get to the part where God is walking around the garden? No, Not no. Not yet. No, no, we haven't okay. gotten to that yet. We, we've yeah, got this big one, research. God is definitely uh, like... like a person. What if God around? was one of us? <laughs>
1: <laughs> so let's get back to the fig leaves and like the, the first foray into fashion design once they know <laughs> yeah. like the first job that they took that uh, now they know about good and evil is they, they start creating fashion
2: they obviously didn't do it well because they sewed the figs leave together covered themselves then god came out and was like hey where are you guys and they were hiding because they were still naked Yeah, so they didn't do a good job
1: it might have been one of those things where they, it wasn't active wear so, <laughs> so they didn't survive the running,
0: <laughs> but why what's the big deal with being naked in front of God? I don't understand. so it's not necessarily naked in front of God,
1: right? so just before we brought you on, Simon, I was mentioning this this piece of media I came across that was it was some rabbi or something uh talking about the the Kabbalistic implications of all of this, and I'm sure our uh buddy uh, Eliezer would have some things to say about this. But um, this what, what this fruit is, this gar- the, the fruit in the garden, or a fruit in the tree the knowledge of good and evil, is not good and evil as such, but it's all a metaphor for sex. And eating of the fruit was the first orgasm. So you could touch it. The snake says, ah, you can touch it. It's not a big deal. You're not going to die from touching it. So Eve starts, you know, having her fun, and then you know she she uh, gets to the goal, and now she knows of the she knows of good and evil because she's had this like divine moment of uh, connecting with the infinite. That is the orgasm. So one of the things that they were saying is like, well, after they started having sex, after Adam spent all his time having sex with the animals. um... <laughs>
0: That did, they didn't teach you that, did they? No. I think that might be a Hasidic thing. I'm not sure. <laughs> Eliezer told thing. us about that.
2: Well, I guess another way to think about this chapter three is, is almost like um, Adam and Eve are children becoming adolescents and then God pushing them out into the world. I like the, the metaphor.
1: So it's still it's still a metaphor for sexuality then,
0: absolutely yeah. But no, I don't buy this could, well, could be because well, God wants well, you to have sex. God wants you to have sex, but not necessarily. Man enjoy and woman it. become one flesh. That's right. But does that mean that means God is opposed to the female orgasm because the male orgasm is necessary to make more little Jews or more little Christians? <laughs> or not necessarily. You can sit there about. for a
1: while. And then maybe something happens slowly, but you can separate the two of them. I mean, it's a tantric thing, right? Like, you separate the orgasms from the, uh...
0: Yeah, but it doesn't It doesn't tell you how to do that in the Bible. It's not like, okay, guys, you gotta learn how to ejaculate without really coming because all pleasure is evil. Well,
1: that, <laughs> but that's where this whole Baphomet thing comes in, right? Because they were saying that, um... It was a, it that was a thing you learned at the temples. And it, it was this, you know, tantric style process of separating reproduction from pleasure and like part of the flavor text that the rabbi was throwing in on this during this conversation uh was there are instructions, maybe it's in the Talmud, maybe it's somewhere actually in this primary source here. I again, this is my first foray reading through this. That there are specific instructions to to like lie together but not really move, hang out for a while. It's all about the touching and the stroking, but not the not the coming and not succumbing to the animal desires.
2: Should we uh keep reading? Uh yeah. yeah. Hold
0: on, I got some uh, things in
1: my lap. Simon, hmm. do you wanna Pick it up? No, but I'm the narrator. Oh, you're the narrator. That's right.
0: Let's not mix up our parts. Ah, I forgot we had parts we've been talking (laughs) about. (laughs) Yeah, do you remember what your part is? sure. (laughs) Oh, good. (laughs) They heard the sound of the Lord walking in the garden. At the time of the evening breeze, and the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man and said to him, Hey! Where are you? (laughs) He said...
2: I heard you in the garden. I was afraid and hid from you because I was naked. What?
0: Oh. No, it's, and I hid myself. You have the end of the line.
2: I was afraid from you. I was afraid and hid from you because I was naked. That's what I have in mind.
0: Oh. Ah, (laughs) this is gonna be
1: difficult. Okay. He said... Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree which I had not commanded you to eat? The man said, The woman you put here with me gave me the fruit and I ate it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Then the Lord God said to the woman, What is this that you have done? The woman said, The serpent tricked me and I ate it.
1: The Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, cursed are you among all the animals. And among all the wild creatures, upon your belly you should go, and dust you shall eat, all the days of thy life. And I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between you and the offspring of hers, and he will
0: strike your head. Who's he? Her offspring. No, her offspring. Ah. He will... And you will strike his heel. To the woman he
1: said, I will greatly increase your pains in childbearing. In pain you shall bring forth children... Yet your desire shall be for your husband, and he shall rule over you.
2: Wow. What a tip. Mine says you'll be subject to him, which is the same thing, but still, yours is harsh.
0: Yeah. He shall rule over you. With rulers. So this is the, uh, beginning of patriarchy.
1: Yeah, this seems to go yeah, hand, hand in hand with the same authorship of the last
2: one. I feel like you should have a woman on this episode. We should. To respond to this.
0: Uh, what's, what's her name doing? <laughs> I want to know if, sh- if you have dominion over her. Or uh, what does it say? R- yeah, do you rule over her? Do you rule over I, your wife, Simon? <laughs> I definitely do not. <laughs> <laughs> so clearly, uh, God has failed at this. Uh, yeah. What about you, Diogenes? Do you rule over your wife?
1: No, it's more of a 50-50 kind of thing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's healthy. I feel like that's healthy. That's a good deal. And to the man, he said, Because you have listened to the voice of
1: your wife, and have eaten of the tree about which I commanded you, you shall not eat of it. I told you, man! Cursed is the the ground because of you. In toil you shall eat of it all the days of your life. Thorns and thistles it shall bring forth for you, and you shall eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your face you shall eat bread, until you return to the ground, for it is out of it you were taken. You are dust, and dust you shall return Whoa. That's some harsh shit, man.
2: Yeah. Like, I made you, (laughs) I can break you. And they use that in uh, in every, what is that the funeral readings or something? Yeah. Was right. it? Yeah. Uh, dust to
0: dust. See that one, I know, because those are the only times I've been in Catholic churches or for funerals <laughs> and weddings. Weddings. Yeah. Cool. Um, oh, so we also okay. So not only uh, do we have the beginning of patriarchy, we also have the beginning. Of, I guess it's not wage labor. Is it slave labor? Or are we subsistence. just subsistence farming? Subsistence farming. Yeah, cause he's like yeah,
2: that's that's the beginning of farming. But yes. if no, well, you, in you no think grader, about like when like, when this was written, basically everyone was a farmer.
1: So we're seeing like kind of a lyrical introduction of of pain as well, right? So you're going to toil now, and I mean it's weird that he curses the ground cause it seems like the ground has nothing to do with any of this it's a collateral is damage a very good
0: point. maybe
2: curse is one of those translated words that didn't come through well this was also written like in the desert right so the land isn't very yeah they have to work hard to get the land to bear
0: no i get that it's like it's everything's fruitful and they don't have to do anything for their food it just falls and now they have yeah. to work the earth but it seems like it's the beginning of, like, the system of domination. And in, interestingly, though, the other, like, the other... I don't other... you can say
2: that, though. There's only two people at this point.
0: Well, and God, and God's like... You're no, but that, no, no, wall. no, he's a slave to God. He's got a... God sent him to go do the thing. In, in some of the other uh, myths, what is it? Uh, the Atrahasis the gods are originally slaves to higher gods. So they create people to get out of their own slavery to work. Uh, and then, yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of oh, fucked man. up, but it's like, but, but no, if you think it's like the origin of oppression, I guess is yeah. what I'm talking about. Cause you have the philosophical problem of evil, which is if God created everything and we have evil in the world, God must have created evil. God can't also then be benevolent. Yeah, Uh, absolutely. And the Christian tradition holds that it's this. It's this very story. It's original sin. And that God creates what's the beginnings of oppression, right? You have patriarchy. You have aristocracy that all comes from... God's curse and mortality itself, death. But the funny thing with all this
1: is, though, right? Like This is all in God's image. This is like a a reasonable facsimile that he created himself. It's like a weird self-portrait, right? Because if if it's his art and it's made in his image, it's a self-edifying self-portrait that he made in man. So what does he think about himself if his self-portrait looks like this?
0: You just blew my mind. I don't know. He can't have a very high
1: opinion of himself. Maybe that's why he's so angry and kicking his puppy around.
2: Well, if you go back to my metaphor about this being like adolescence and then like pushing the children out into the world, God is the father of the two children. And um, since we're both fathers now, you could think about it like um, when your kid was born, did you know what to do? Do you know what to do now? like we have no idea what we're doing we're, we're, we're
0: kind of making it up as we go along but isn't god omniscient yeah does it does sure. it ever i i don't know does as, it say that in as... the bible that he's omniscient i don't know we gotta keep reading <laughs> but what i'm saying if if he's omniscient right he knew that was gonna happen so so why like what's the what's the point and and also, I think Diogenes. I well, couldn't he didn't imagine want these reloaders
2: in his garden forever. <laughs> I you couldn't, know, couldn't imagine the non-Euclidean tree.
0: I couldn't imagine Diogenes planting a tree in his backyard. And saying, you must not eat from that tree, little girl, or you shall die. Knowing full well in Diogenes' own brain that if Diogenes says this, she will definitely eat of that tree. That's how children work. It's like, don't do that thing. Don't pick up that shiny coin. But my point is, if Diogenes sees it coming, why doesn't God? And if God sees it coming... Oh, what's the point? Why? Why does he do it?
2: Yeah. Uh, another way of thinking about it is that they're reverse engineering this. How so? They're explaining. They're explaining the situation that they're in. So this is the origin story to that. So it has to have happened.
1: So, from from your angle of reading this, you're seeing this as kind of a, an anthropological record. They're trying to explain that their
0: their current state of affairs lyrically you know i read somewhere that the history of all hitherto existing societies is the history of like oppressed versus oppressor yeah i
1: can absolutely see that and this is the beat this is the origin story of that but i mean with all this though like so sure he he uh creates adam and eve um and it, in his image as a, as a weird crude self-portrait and they they come upon the snake. Where did the snake come from like and and if God created the snake, he should've known that the snake's going to do that too. so it's not just right. it's, it's not just these these two it, or I mean he says to the snake, you know, go do this thing but he, he this is like uh he God's going over three here.
0: you know maybe I don't know what it says about me, but in this story, I relate most to the snake. Cause I'd be like, no, eat the eat the fruit. Yeah, I want to see what happens. Like, eat the, eat. <laughs> you would Go you would it. do that? Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, well, ultimately, this thing's way a liberating like... force,
1: right? Like, he's he's
0: right. That's ar- what I'm saying. Yeah.
1: Arguably, he's lifting the veil of ignorance, separating you know the the animals from the thinking animals.
0: But does that well, and does that mean now that? Adam and Eve, um, are they omniscient too? Because they've both eaten from this tree of good and evil. Why don't they see what's coming, right? Like, initially, they're hiding. Yeah. Uh, but they don't... It's not like like they should, know, they should know what's happening too. They should... They ate from the tree. Because it says some, somewhere, it says specifically,
1: because it'll make you like God, right?
2: Yeah, right. Puberty is very confusing.
0: <laughs> Maybe, but see... Simon, maybe the, the priest just told you that stuff because you were going through changes and they like wanted to relate it to your life. <laughs> told j- me j- what stuff. Just
1: like this can be read as an anthropological record. Oh, no, of, I, that, was, that, who... was,
2: that wasn't that was like what I was taught. That was just what I was coming up with now. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I, I looked for my notes, but I couldn't find them.
1: <laughs> oh, we, oh, we're getting to the naming now. Oh, Adam named his wife Eve. Yeah, I thought that happened already. So they, so all this time they don't know each other's names. I think that that's pretty significant too, right? Like, but he, but he he went on a naming spree. Like when Adam first came around, he's like, yeah, well, he you're, a bear, you're a bear, you're a horde of wasps, you're you're this, you're that." They made it. They 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 said something about him naming all the things. Why is it taking so long?
0: Maybe to, it's to because maybe it's because he didn't yet have dominion over her. Oh, right, cuz he has dominion over all the animals so he gets to name them and says, "Oh, you're called a platypus, you're called a bear, you're called an elephant."
2: Why could not she name May- herself? Oh, cuz he has well, maybe her? he has dominion he never, over her. Maybe he never listened. <laughs>
0: Yeah, she had a name,
1: It just wasn't interesting. Right, exactly. Why isn't that recorded? I want to see what she called herself. It's like, I'm going to call you Jenny. This, this was written from the, from
2: the point of view, obviously, of a man. So. Yeah,
1: oh, absolutely.
2: So, yeah, I mean, if the woman wrote it, it would be a totally different story.
1: That might true. be better told. Probably better told. Probably. Yeah. So it's, not, it's not so much reading, like, a technical manual and then some kind of, like late night recounting of that in some kind of story for trying to fulfill both your science and creative writing class Uh, requirements the same story
0: (laughs) the man named his wife Eve because she was the mother of all living and the Lord God made garments of skin for the man and for his wife and clothed them okay so that's interesting Eve Eve was the mother of all living. Living Who? what? Oh yeah, like, what what is he yeah, what the in what's mine, he referring in mine, it, to?
2: In, in mine it says because she was the mother of all human beings.
1: But well, that which, makes more sense. But where, where are these other human beings? Right. It's just them.
2: This name sounds familiar to the Hebrew word for living, which is rendered in this context as human beings
0: so but what does that mean are there, there there's not other people yet right we're not to cain and abel and
2: no that's chapter four right
0: so there's no other people so then he like took
1: his from the garden god physically like killed a bunch of animals and took their skins yes
2: <laughs> yeah yeah i guess so.
1: but why wouldn't god just make clothes
0: because he's like fuck these people <laughs>
1: So, so he, he kills his apple to
0: eat from this tree. Uh, he cursed the ground. He was so pissed. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, "Fuck the crowd. <laughs> this lady, she's eaten my apples without any regard for what tree they're on." <laughs> you, you think
2: the, the God was going to send them out into the world with uh cheap clothes? No, he gave them a leather jacket.
1: <laughs> ah. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Did he also make a motorbike for them? (laughs) There's no mention of motorbike,
2: but at the same time, there's no mention that there wasn't.
1: (laughs) Indeed. (laughs) (laughs) Absence of evidence is not evidence of absence. (laughs) That's what they say, right? I would like to petition then officially for biblical motorcycles.
0: You know, I think we'll have biblical motorcycles in the afterscape. Because, like, in the afterscape, we're going to need a new Bible, and it'll involve motorcycles, naturally. Because everyone will be riding motorcycles around, Does it
1: make sense. Forgive me, what's the afterscape?
0: You know, like, the future. Right. You mean tomorrow? (laughs) Or next week, it's hard to tell. (laughs) If you're listening to this, you might be living in the afterscape. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Um, One thing to note, see, chapter 3, verse 8, he talks about the breezy time of day, Mm, uh, which refers to sunset. So if they were riding a motorcycle with a leather jacket, it would be out into the sunset.
1: Oh, (laughs) I like this reading.
0: Yeah, but now Wind he's. Yeah, but now he's got dominion over her, and it's become like this whole thing.
1: I mean, I guess the biker image does fit that. Yeah, <laughs> she's riding on the back. Or the sidecar, sidecar would be cool. Are there also damn corgis but... that are sitting in the sidecar? Yeah, does, be does, awesome. he,
2: does he take? His, I was just gonna say, does he take his dogs with him too?
1: Because <laughs> you know he was chilling with the dogs. He, he was probably like the the alpha dog of the pack.
0: Okay. Let's read this last chapter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's get on with it. Then the Lord God said, See, the man has
1: become like one of us, knowing good and evil. Whoa, us. Right? Who Who is God talking to? All of us. All of us. Nobody else exists. It's just God and these people and the animals.
0: Well, well, when it was written,
1: there were more people.
0: Yeah, he was talking to Moses on the top of Mount Sinai. Oh,
1: knowing good and evil and now he might reach out his hand and take also from the tree of life and eat and live forever wait 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 so that's kind of fucked up right so that's insinuating that he's like you can eat from that tree just like any other tree and they just never got around to it because they didn't know there was anything special about it even though he called it out by name at the beginning the only thing he said you can't eat from is the tree of knowledge of good and evil and here he's saying they would have eaten that tree. They would have been immortal. But they didn't.
0: <laughs> you know, interestingly, in the Quran, just one tree, the tree of immortality, and you can't eat from it. It's forbidden. So how how did it get to one tree? Because there's clearly a duality at work here, right? right? Like the knowledge and the... So, but why not eat from the, the other tree first? Why couldn't you just make God, you know contradict himself yeah and don't these people live a while longer they're supposed to die that day <laughs> well, why no because they, that's telling... what god says to them on that day you will die yeah uh chapter two verse 17 but of the tree of knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat for in the day that you eat of it you shall die is he
1: just like dollying them up and you to like do some kind of dangerous game nonsense so so what you're saying is they called the bluff and he's now scrambling to make an empty threat
2: oh yeah that was just an empty threat i think
0: (laughs) well but god makes empty threats (laughs)
2: apparently this time or he didn't want to go through with it if he was in control of that
0: but but if you know what's gonna happen why do you change your mind it seems disingenuous maybe
2: he didn't maybe he made a mistake
1: so God's fallible. Sure,
2: maybe. Huh. Well, actually, uh, probably according to my Catholic upbringing, he's not. But, you know,
1: maybe. <laughs> right, but I mean, it seems like they're establishing that case, right? Like the primary text is kind of – is insinuating he's made either made some kind of mistake or he's not as powerful as he claims off the bat because he's either – he can't kill them or won't kill them. And, he, and you know, there's it's – Right.
0: And they're, why... they're so It's a threat. question of
2: free will too because he gave – his uh he gave human beings free will, so they can listen to him or not.
0: That's part of theology, but it doesn't say that anywhere. It's not like, you know, on day eight or whatever, God gave people free will. No, and is but it, it's just that's is in it our nature. Free will, okay, so God is omniscient, so he's got knowledge of everything that happens. Is it free will then? There's no contingency in anything, everything is preordained. <laughs> Wait, the future if, uh, is written in God's mind already.
2: If He knows everything, then why does He say, "Where are you"?
1: <laughs> it seems right. like it's entrapment, right? He's like, "Hey, where are you? Or I know you're like hiding."
2: They're a little kid, like under the blanket. You know it's there. They think they're hiding. Well, but really know they're there. Well, where and are they you?
0: they hear his voice in the beginning, but where? What? Who is he talking to? What is he saying? Like they hear his voice before the "Where are you?" He part. was probably talking to his dog.
1: <laughs> the dog. That's why dog of is good God spelled backwards. Ah, so is he playing with himself in the mirror then? What? What? Wait, was he, is he playing uh, with his reflection in the mirror because God is dog backwards?
2: Uh... Maybe he just wasn't creative on the names. So. <laughs> yeah. what did I call you? Ah. Spell my name backwards. God. Dog. That sounds good.
1: But Adam named him. Didn't he? The dogs? Yeah. He
2: named he, all I the animals. he named
0: everything. Yeah. Maybe. Alright, uh, so we Well, want they to don't this... specifically talk about...
2: <laughs> Do we want to dogs maybe listen. God named that
1: one.
0: He was, it was in the
1: swarms of things. Can you yeah. have a swarm of dogs? I believe you have a pack of dogs, don't you? And a business of talk about packs?
0: Well, here's a question for creationists. Do they believe... That God created Dalmatians, poodles, corgis? Because I could easily point to you the historical evidence of who created, you know, the breeds of dogs that we know now. Or did God create some predecessor to the dog that humans then used artificial selection to turn into the dogs that we know of today? Yes. 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 <laughs> um okay so uh where were we therefore 23 okay therefore the lord god sent him forth from the garden of eden to till the ground from which he was taken he drove out the man and at the east of the garden of eden he placed the cherubim and a a sword Flaming and turning to guard the way to the tree of life. So
1: now he's created another thing that they assume that we know what they're talking about, right? Because they've never talked about the cherubim before.
0: You know, the cherubim, the the, like, predecessors to the biblical thing, they predate history. So, like, they predate writing. The cherubim?
1: Yeah. So what you're saying is, is historically that predates the idea of cherubim predate writing?
0: Right. Well, see, they later became the little fat babies. And What are they actually? The people who wrote to, to whoever, to whoever the, uh, the Yahweh were still in the J source, I think. Whatever, whoever the J guy was, uh, it probably did not mean little baby things. They're, they're guards. Such a cute name for guards with flaming swords.
1: Only one flaming sword. Between how right. many cherubim? So
0: so this is from uh, Wikipedia is the origin of the symbolic cherubim predates history and points to the time when humanity began to shape its ideas of supernatural powers by mystic forms, especially the combination of parts of strongest animals of the land and air, like the lion and the eagle which resulted in numerous hybrid, uh, figures. Uh, so one of these is the Babylonian, uh, Lamassu, which is like, it's a dude's head and it's like fucking weird. Uh, I guess it's a horse. It's supposed to be, it's a, it's a winged bull or lion, uh, according to Wikipedia. But like,
1: Cherubim are winged man lions?
0: Well, that's the thing. Like, that's the Babylonian idea of this thing. Another idea of this thing is the griffin. Another idea of this thing is like uh, the sphinx. Like, so, you know, you go into the temple and there's the Holy of Holies and there's the Ark of the Covenant. And on top of that, there's the two, uh, I don't know what they're actually called, they're supposed to be like angels. Yeah, they're like they're these things though. They're like sphinxes or something. And uh and on top of that is like the invisible throne of the god. So but this but this this idea of like these creatures, it goes back a long way, is my point. And it goes back to the to before the invention of writing.
1: Does this seem like a bit much at this point, right? Because God's already taken Adam and Eve and and kicked them out, sent them packing on their motorcycles and pompadours into the sunset uh, with their sidecar. And then he's like, now that they're gone, I'm going to put a guard here because nobody should eat these things. You know, shouldn't he have done that from the start? Like, put up a baby gate? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wouldn't
0: he have known? Wouldn't he have known about that? Well, that it should, uh...
2: How would he have known to childproof it if they didn't first his children first didn't show him
1: what needed to be proof? <laughs> but he's omniscient,
0: like he, he knew. Is there a Catholic tradition of like the omniscience of God? How much does God know? Or the about? omniscience of parents? <laughs> yeah, what's the tradition on the omniscience of parents?
2: <laughs> the omniscience of parents is, I think, that children think their parents are omniscient i think also that the ending kind of goes back to just where like they're trying to explain where they are in the world and so that explains where they came from and also don't try going looking for it because god's got that covered (laughs) You, you can't go back
1: right oh but this is interesting right I think I misrepresented this in my mind when we just read it. He has a flaming sword and turning to guard the way to the tree of life, not the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So he doesn't care if anything else does this. He's like, but now nothing can be immortal, which is a kind of strange position to take, right? Because theoretically, now that Adam and Eve have done this, you know, some eagles could come by, eat some of the apples that are, the non-Euclidean apples that are hanging out, or maybe like an elephant <laughs> walks by, and these all, all these other animals get the knowledge of good and evil. What's going to happen then? Well, it's weird because God didn't make a specific prohibition for the elephants. If they eat of this knowledge of good and evil, well, they're not going to have the same consequence.
0: It doesn't seem like uh, Adam and Eve got superpowers from it, it. Like they're in a much worse situation now, even though. The the whole reason God is freaking out is they've become like God. Uh, and to me, it seems they've just become like regular people, right, with knowledge. So this is a story about, like, the origin of people. But then, like, yeah, so, like, people can't be immortal. We're not allowed to be immortal because we have knowledge. Why? Why? Why?
1: Yeah it It doesn't make a lot of sense and and it may may go back to uh what we were talking about where it it was actually all an empty threat,
0: yeah what and why is it an empty threat like why doesn't God uh
1: follow through with the murder?
0: yeah, it never talks about it i mean God's obviously angry, but it never says like, oh God. God was merciful in that moment or however the Bible would phrase it. Well I don't think there's any merciful God <laughs> well, stuff
1: until the New Testament. This is yeah, all like that the comes Fire later. And Brimstone God. Yeah. This is this is the jealous vengeance god.
0: Hmm. Yeah, he doesn't seem uh he doesn't seem so pleasant. Like he could just like have a different outlook and things would be way different. Like let me put this tree somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Maybe we'll not make the non-Euclidean stuff uh, low-hanging fruit, literally. So I wonder if anything... Because the only specific prohibition was against the tree with the knowledge of good and evil. But any animal can eat of the tree of life. Or, and does that make them immortal? Is that what that does? Because it seems to be guarding it now. We never guarded it before. Didn't, and he didn't have any specific prohibition in the past. What do you guys make of that? Uh, yeah, I don't know.
2: Man was the first one to disobey him. The others didn't. So,
1: um, but yeah, that's that's the end of chapter three.
2: I'm going to bed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for your help. Yeah, uh, th- thank yeah. you, Simon.
2: Absolutely, thank you.
0: All
2: right, it was uh, fun. May, may the Force be
1: with you, <laughs> <laughs> and also with you.
0: only two people now walk the earth find out what happens when eve gives birth to two more cain and abel will the brothers get along no spoilers Find out next Sunday on an all-new Atheists Read the Bible. Music by Connected Sounds.